I think we should be thankful to God for the blessings He has given us, the freedoms that we enjoy right now. But let's not drive the stakes too deep because our permanent citizenship is in heaven. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Welcome back to In Grace here on this Thursday, June 29th. I'm Jim Scudder, Jr. And we're continuing our patriotic theme this week as we're approaching the 4th of July next week, Independence Day. And I really love America. I love this country. I have been able to travel around the world and I'm always grateful to get back to America uh, because it's, well, first of all, of course, it's home, but it's also just a wonderful country, a beautiful country, a country that has prospered because I believe it's our foundation upon God and upon his word and our support for Israel and things like that. Now we're moving away from some of these things. We need to get back to that. So today we're going to talk more about how America has been blessed. We're also pushing back against the, the woke narrative, the critical race theory, the idea that America is racist at its core systemically. And I'm going to be using a clip from a video that Bob McEwen did. He's a, a former Ohio congressman, a good man, a man that I've met. And he's going to talk about the fact that America ended slavery. And so that's important as we talk more about our foundations as a country. Also, I'm going to be playing you some clips from a series, Can You Find God in Washington, D.C., with my friend historian Andrew Phipps. And we go around the monuments of Washington and, and find God everywhere. I'm also going to be talking more about our founding fathers and our president's quotes like John Adams, Patrick Henry, Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, Benjamin Franklin, John Quincy Adams, Theodore Roosevelt, and Woodrow Wilson, and, and tell you the things that they said about God and the, and the scriptures. And so we're going to make sure we tell you the truth about America here on In Grace. Right before we go, though, right before we start into this message, let me remind you that we have a brand new video series called The Secret to America's Greatness, where I take my grandkids, Charlie, Willow, and Chloe, across the United States and show them the secret to America's greatness. Now, we show them the beautiful sights, the natural wonders, just the land and the oceans, but then I show them our foundation. I show them all of the, the ways that God has blessed us in, in our country because of our foundation. If you'd like to get this exciting In Grace brand new adventure, The Secret to America's Greatness, make a gift of any amount to In Grace, and we're going to thank you by sending you this video series. You can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. I will show you a video again by former Ohio Congressman Bob McEwen that talks about this and answers that question. Did we perpetuate slavery as a country or did we eventually end slavery? They think that America invented slavery. It's exactly the opposite. Prior to that time, we understand the Jews knew that when they were in Egypt, anybody even watched the Ten Commandments should have known this. That is that slavery was ubiquitous throughout all recorded history until one day, July 4th, 1776, 56 Americans said no more from now on. Now it's going to be a, a chore to get rid of it, but from that moment on, those people made slavery anathema. And so that's why we honor George Washington and 
Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton and eventually Ulysses Grant and, and Abraham Lincoln that ended slavery for the whole world. And we honor those folks that did it. Now, obviously, some of our founding fathers were slave owners. So you try to answer that. How, did that, how could that be? Well, uh, it was the beginning of the end of slavery. And we praise God that it ended. We praise God that uh, we had courageous people like Abraham Lincoln who made a bold stand to try to keep the union together, uh, emancipated the slaves. Uh, it took years and years, and there's still racism today. But I don't believe that our country is a racist country. I don't. I think most of the people in this country are not racist. I know for sure, born-again, Bible-believing, Holy Spirit-filled, yielding to God, Christians are not racist. We can't be because we're all created by one creator. That means we're all related. And Jesus' blood was shed for all of us. So we can't, we can't hate people based on a skin color or by something else. We have to love people because God loves people. And Jesus died for all these people. So I believe that the, the answer to um, racism is biblical Christianity. Right. Now, can we find God in Washington, D.C.? We actually did a, a whole series there. We took a trip to Washington, D.C., and we found God there. We, we did. And uh, we found God everywhere in the monuments and our history etched in our our nation's uh, stones there in Washington, D.C. and other places. God is there. And uh, we thank God for our, our history. Our early leaders, of course, George Washington was a man of faith, a man that uh, prayed, and, and there were several times that he should have died. Uh, he had bullets through his coat, but yet he didn't get wounded. His horse was shot out from under him. There were miracles that came along the way, the miracle of the Delaware uh, so many, so many miracles of, of fog coming up, and uh, he, he survived. Uh, John Adams, who was our second president, the first vice president of the United States, he said, our Constitution is designed only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for any other. Isn't that incredible? Um, this is Patrick Henry. Of course, he's known for his declaration in the Second Virginia Convention, where he said, give me liberty or give me death. But he was the governor of Virginia. He was an attorney, a planter, and a orator. And he said, I, it cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians. And not, by, uh, not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this very reason, peoples of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship. Now, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson is one that uh, owned slaves, but he was the one that, in his 30s, penned this incredible document, the Declaration of Independence. And this is from the series, Can You Find God in Washington, D.C.? First Secretary of State, second Vice President, third President, the thing that he wanted to be remembered for was the author of the Declaration of Independence. Wow. Jefferson was only 34 when he wrote this great uh, declaration, and it was so eloquent and so far advanced for his time period. He started off by saying, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands 
which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect for the opinions of mankind requires that they declare the causes which impel them to the separation. That was the first paragraph. <laughs> paragraph two says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they're endowed by their creator, the certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. He said, if a nation expects to be ignorant and free, it expects what never was and never will be. That was historian Andrew Phipps. Uh, he was a guest of ours on In Grace and a delightful man. Just the things that he, he has in memory is just unbelievable, Andrew Phipps. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, what an amazing person and, and writer he was. Samuel Adams was a founding father, uh, second cousin to his uh, fellow founding father, John Adams. So he said, the rights of the colonists are, as Christians, may be best understood by reading and carefully studying the institution of the great lawgiver and head of the Christian church, which are to be found clearly written and promulgated in the New Testament. Uh, have you heard enough? How about Ben Franklin? Ben Franklin, of course, was a writer, a printer, a political philosopher, a postmaster, a diplomat, a humorist, an, an inventor. Uh, he was the one that was the major figure in the theory of electricity, and he invented the lightning rod, bifocals, and the Franklin stove. You ever, ever sat by a Franklin stove? You need to. You need to get one. You wouldn't have any idea what to do with the Franklin stove, most of you. You set a, a digital thermostat with your phone and everything's fine. He said, introduce into public affairs the principles of Christianity and it will change the face of the world. John Quincy Adams, sixth president of the United States, second uh, eldest son of the second president, John Adams. He said, from the day of the declaration, they, the American people, were bound by the laws of God, which they all, and by the laws of the gospel, which they nearly all acknowledged as the rules of their conduct. Is America a Christian nation? At our foundation, it is. Certainly is. Is that why we're blessed? I think so. I think it's also that, generally speaking, we've, we've stood by Israel, and not always the best friend, but often a very good friend of Israel, and I think that's part of it. I think it's also because of some of the missionary activity we've been involved with in this world, but ultimately I think it's because we were founded on biblical principles, and we need to get back to those. Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States, the man that uh, took such bold stands, had some great things to say about the Bible, and, and some people think that he was born again in his later years, and I agree with that. Certainly, uh, earlier in his life, he would question God, but later in life, even after tragedy and, and all the things that happened in his life, uh, he definitely had a high respect for Scripture and the Bible. Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, uh, the 26th president of the United States, he said, the teachings of the Bible are so interwoven and intertwined 
with our whole civic and social life that it would be literally impossible for us to figure to ourselves what life would be if these teachings were removed. A little more modern in our 20th century, Woodrow Wilson, our 28th president, said, America was born a Christian nation. This is the president of Princeton University at one point, governor of New Jersey, uh, won the presidential election in 1912. He said, America was born to exemplify that devotion to the elements of righteousness, which are derived from revelations of holy scripture. Are you concerned about the direction of America? Do you want to understand the secrets behind America's greatness? In Grace's series, The Secret to America's Greatness is just what you need. This video series offers insight into America's founding principles. Travel with Jim Scudder Jr. and his grandkids as he rediscovers America's founding principles and passes it on to the next generation. Traveling from coast to coast, he will explore the rich history and values that have shaped our great nation. You can get this series as a thank you when you give any amount to InGrace. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, Can You Find God in Washington, D.C.? and Is America a Christian Nation? These videos explore the spiritual foundations of our nation and offer hope for our future. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to learn about America's rich history and spiritual heritage. To support InGrace's mission and reach more people with the gospel, visit ingraceradio.com or call 800-78-GRACE. You can also write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. That's ingraceradio.com or 800-78-GRACE. We can go on and on. Uh, I'm going to play a clip for you uh, to show you that even our laws and our law system and the Supreme Court itself has evidence of being based on Scripture and on the Bible. There are many people in the United States that say, you know, there should be no God in government. Uh, you know, separation of church and state is always screamed, although that wasn't the intent of that right. clause. It was just there shouldn't be a state religion. Right. But what those people aren't realizing that the, here in the Supreme Court, we have the basis of our law yeah. is the law of God, the, the law, law of the Ten Commandments. Yeah, Moses is in this Supreme Court, or at least the character of holding sure. the tablet of stone. So how do you how do you erase that from our history? You can't. It's it's literally etched in stone. It is, and by the same token, we see it at work in the uh, halls of Congress, where now they're trying to remove over the committee rooms uh, uh, any references to God or under God, mm. trying to take that from the Pledge of Allegiance, even trying to see, change our national anthem. I think it's a change in culture. Culture consists of the arts, the literature, the music of any people. And now what we're seeing, unfortunately, Pastor, we're seeing a, a culture that is anti-God, that hates the Lord Jesus Christ, that hates biblical principles, that dislikes absolutes, dislikes what the Bible has to say, and they want it to be predicated upon some kind of uh, moral relativism that basically says, if you feel comfortable in doing this, it's acceptable, and it's going to lead us to ruin if we can't get that, that sense of direction. That philosophy has to change, and we need better law schools. We need better universities that reinforce 
the concepts that make people who they are. You see, in education, education is changing a person's attitudes. And then that will produce a corresponding change in behavior. Edu, E-D-U-C means, that in Latin means you lead it from. You lead it from ignorance to in being informed. And unless people can be informed and know right from wrong, and the only way we can interpret that is that we have to have a measuring stick. We have to have a barometer. We have to have a thermostat. And for me, it's the Word of God, the Holy Bible. The problem with not having that measuring stick, that, that guide, is that everyone would do what they think is right and what they think is best. But when we have a creator that created us and gave us this, this should be our guide. This should be our standard. And it is. I mean, in our law systems, it's based primarily on the Judeo-Christian principles found in Scripture. And people can argue that, but they're wrong. And you can tell that for sure once you look into the history of our country. So what's our responsibility as we wrap this up? What are we supposed to do? Well, number one, the Lord wants us to be light in our world, in our communities, but in our government too. And, and we're involved in government. We're involved in, in sitting down and talking to our leaders, even leaders that uh, we disagree with or disagree with us. Uh, we've met with, we've sat down, we've showed kindness and and, but we've tried to explain to them the issues, why, why we are pro-life, why you know, these things are important to us. Um, and the more we do that, the better. The more we do that, the better. But let's remember this. We have a citizenship as believers in Jesus Christ that is not here. If you're a believer, you have a passport, an invisible passport. If you open it, it says citizen of heaven. Philippians 3, verse 20, it says, For a conversation, which means citizenship, is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That will help you stay optimistic, right? The Bible says that we're sojourning. In other words, we're here on this earth, but we're here for a short time. And you just said, Pastor, you just preached a whole sermon about patriotism and how we should be proud to be Americans and how we're exceptional and how God has blessed us and, and, and we should you know, drive those stakes deep. Well, I think we should be thankful to God for the blessings he has given us, the freedoms that we enjoy right now, right now, to say the things that I've said today. We have that freedom and we praise God for that. Well, let's use those freedoms, but let's not drive the stakes too deep because we're here for a short time our permanent citizenship is in heaven. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you put your faith in him? So a lot of people that are religionists think that they can save themselves. They say, well, I'll, I'll keep the, the nine commandments. The problem with that is there's ten. The problem with that is there are many more laws of God than just the ten commandments. The ten commandments are the basics. But we've broken. How many of you have never stolen? We've all stolen. How many of you have, have never lied? We've all lied. How many of you have never coveted and never lusted? And No, we've, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. 
So what's the answer? Well, the answer is God loves us and sent his son to die for our sins. In John 3, Jesus was talking to a very good and religious person. His name was Nicodemus. And Nicodemus asked how someone could be born again. And Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, Nicodemus, Jim Scudder, you, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So salvation isn't by us doing anything other than accepting a free gift that Jesus paid for by dying on the cross. He shed his blood. He poured out his innocent blood. He lived a perfect life. He never sinned, but he died on the cross for our sins. You know, the real tyranny is not the government. The real tyranny is sin. The devil. The devil's a liar. The devil wants to enslave you. The devil promises all these great things. But when you when you cash in what he says that you're going to get, you're going to find yourself enchained. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. So Jesus paid for our sins because we couldn't pay for them ourselves. He died on the cross and he rose again. And he says, whoever believes in me, trusts in me. He didn't say if you're a better person, if you try to do good, if you're water baptized, if you give to charity, if you, if you uh, help people then you'll be saved. He says, if you'll believe in me, if you'll trust in me, you will not perish, which is hell, but have everlasting life, which is heaven. So our sins were paid for by Jesus on the cross. When he died, Jesus is God in the flesh. He came, he never sinned, but he became sin for us on the cross. He paid for all of our sin. And when you believe that he did that for you, when you trust in him that he did that for you, you're saved today, tomorrow, and forever. Patriotism, I believe, is a great thing. It's a good thing, especially if we're patriotic to a country that was founded upon God and upon Jesus. But more important by far is that you realize that Jesus died for your sin and you're freed from the penalty of sin by putting your trust in Jesus Christ. And now God will help you overcome those issues and become a better father, husband, citizen. But it's only by God's help that we can overcome these issues in our life, but you first must be saved. God loves you so much that he sent his son for you. I'm talking to people that have committed all sorts of sins, whatever they are. None of us will be standing in heaven saying, I deserve to be here. None of us deserve to be in heaven, but by the grace of God, God said, if you'll put your faith in the sacrifice that my son made for you on the cross, you'll be saved. Jesus died that day. 2,000 years ago, was put into a grave, and three days later, he rose again, and he's alive. And I want you to know him. I want you to experience what he has for you in your life. Jesus died and rose again for your sins. And while we just have another minute here in studio, let me just again say, Believe in him, trust in him. If you've never done that, he can save you from hell to heaven. He can save you from your sins, from your, your problems in this life and in, in the future. How can you be saved? Well, you just trust in him. Put your complete faith in him. Jesus, the son of God who lived perfect and died as a sinner. He wasn't a sinner, but he died 
for your sins and mine. And he rose again. And if you'll trust in him, you'll be saved. We have people that would like to talk to you more about this when you contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. While you're there on our website, look for the brand new video adventure series, The Secret to America's Greatness, where I take my grandkids across America and show them that America is a great nation and why. And if you'd like to get that, contact us, 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com and make a gift of any amount. We'll send you this video series by DVD or digital download. Now, if your gift can be $35 or more, we're gonna send you a second and a third powerful video series about America. Can you find God in Washington, D.C. and America's Christian history? Did God intervene? Rediscover America's Founding Principles with Jim Scudder Jr. as he embarks on a cross-country journey in InGrace's new video series, The Secret to America's Greatness. Give any amount to InGrace and receive this series. When you support InGrace's mission to spread the gospel with a gift of $35 or more, call now, 800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.